Hey guys, have you checked out 336 Daily? Did you know that sometimes, in fact, pretty often, I've been recording it in my car while driving to different job sites? That's how easy Anchor is to make podcasts. With Anchor, you can record your podcast and edit your podcast and upload your podcast all in the Anchor app, and then it makes sure it goes after iTunes and Spotify and wherever you need to put it. It, they take care of everything, distribution. They help you with advertising and getting in commercials. Check out the Anchor app. Go to the App Store and download the Anchor app for free or go to anchor.fm to check it out. For fans, by fans. Section 336, the next generation of Baltimore sports talk. Today on the show, we will talk about your first place Orioles. Bert will share his thoughts on the pink uniforms and his thoughts on Manny Machado playing shortstop. Josh will share his thoughts on who right now is the best starter for the Orioles, Kevin Gossman or Chris Tillman. And I will tell you why both of them are wrong. All that and more on this edition of Section 336. This is Chris Davis with the Baltimore Orioles. Be ready to ride. Your host, Max Josh ready to fly. Baltimore's best section 336. The number one sports broadcast gets your fix. What's the news? Let's talk about Buck, our favorite Orioles. What's the latest lineup? Home runs and stolen bases. This is a trip. Stay tuned in at 336. Hey, this is Kevin Gosman. You're listening to Section 336. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Baltimore sports fans of all ages, welcome to Section 336, the next generation of Baltimore sports talk. And if you don't believe we're the next generation of Baltimore sports talk, just t- check out our YouTube uh, live stream. We got new videos, new new screenshots. Um, we are the next generation. All right? Eat well, your heart out, 105.7. We're now the next generation of YouTube streaming sports talk we're just breaking ground left and right as always i'm joined by the zany burt roadie what up 336ers and the button lover josh roca i thought my headphones weren't working then i realized no burt just backed away from the microphone for that handshake yeah na 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 and we're also joined by the intern say hi intern oh hey, come on Oh, I did leave his mic on. I actually got him on. Oh, I'm sorry. You talked over him, Josh. Uh, intern, he, say he hi again. does this bit where he opens his mouth and nothing comes out. <laughs> no, he, he talked right away. You didn't give him a chance. He introduced me. And you opened your mouth and nothing came out. So I you thought said I, words. You spoke over them. Because you paused. Your, your little mouth open. It makes me think the button's muted. <laughs> That's called talking. This is his first time back in like a month and you're already yelling. You're already out. fighting <laughs> from two minutes into the show. Has it been in a month? They're already fighting. Let's move. Can't we all just get along? It's good to have him back. I feel it like is good. the 336ers have been waiting for a very long time for fun facts, analyses. What are the other things he does? Fun <laughs> facts, analyses. Corrections. 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 Although he oh, sh- Shoot observations. Observations. There you go. I was here two weeks ago. Yeah. That feels ago. Like, is that true? That feels like two weeks ago. Yeah. No, you weren't. Two weeks ago, we were at uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. Oh, you. Burn. Speaking, speaking of which, we got a Buffalo Wild Wings. Speaking of which, we got a Buffalo Wild Wings. Not this Tuesday, but the next. Two weeks we'll from the night, May twenty fourth. Yeah, yeah. Today is Tuesday, yeah. so it's not next Tuesday, but the next. Correct. Right, May twenty fourth. May twenty fourth. Uh, come check out. Uh, you can win Orioles tickets and Buffalo Wild Wings sauce and gift cards, and have a great time and listen to some Orioles talk. It's uh, at the Buffalo Wild Wings in Annapolis. Yeah, and the Orioles are playing in it's Houston. Great Buffalo Wild night. Wings. Come hang out with us. Watch the Orioles. On television, one of the 
billion TVs they have in there at the Buffalo Wild Wings. Even when you take your urine break, mm-hmm. uh, your your break to re- release the urine from the body, you can still watch the game. Now, do you ever have the problem where you go into the men's room and there's two urinals with two TVs? Only one of them has the Oriole game. The other one has like poker or something. Yeah, and this and it's on the little one. The the little one has Oriole yes. game. So you're like, right. do I choose the one that's my size? And watch poker, or do I choose the little one? I'm not. To watch the Orioles? I'm not above peeing in a child's urinal, and just I, so you don't miss it five seconds of what and, happens and, in the game. And I'm not above looking over the shoulder at the guy next to me if there's a better game on and mine's <laughs> on a commercial. Now I don't want to get too much potty humor uh, here. This this is why we have the 30 second delay. Yeah. Is there in the where you go number two? Do they have a television in, in there as well in the stall? I don't know. Shockingly, I have never gone number two to that Buffalo Wild Wings. Me. It does. It shocks me <laughs> saying it out loud. To be honest, I can't believe that has never happened to me. Uh, and, yeah. Right. I don't. I don't know. I don't know that answer. We have to find that out. And maybe for the female, uh, the female listeners, do are they able to watch the game when they go to the bathroom? Well, raise your hand if you've walked into a female bathroom in Buffalo Wild Wings. It happened one time. I didn't get far enough in. Well, to realize what was in the stalls. Supposedly, you're allowed to do that. Now, women, so. women were in the stalls. Yeah, you can just go check it out yourselves. And well, nobody, I was, I was exploring my sexuality one night at Buffalo Wild Wings, sure. and as, I went into as we all do, as one does when they are growing the, up. The next generation of Matt Soroka. Part of this is part of the next generation, right? Mm-hmm. We we are open. Now, here's a question though: with the uh, two urinals, one showing the Oriole game, the one is showing poker. Yeah, the one you showing the Oriole game is occupied, but the other one's wide open. Do you? Just wait your turn so that you can use the one with the Oriole game. Yeah, on. or Josh would probably just hop right in. <laughs> yeah, you right do next the, to you him. do the over the shoulder, or you share. That's a little, yeah. I, I don't think I could get behind that. If it's, it's well, a little weird. Yeah, if it's someone you know, maybe. Right? Maybe. <laughs> Come on, we, you we, know really well for a long time. I'm willing to make this the most awkward moment of our lives to watch 10 seconds of this right. three-hour baseball game. Right, just so I don't miss this Chris Davis strikeout <laughs> or dong. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> All right. Did yeah, you right. see that dog? Right. Yeah. No, no, and no, no. the home run. Right. If Chris Davis is in the in the stall, <laughs> maybe. That was a huge dog. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> That's ba- the biggest ba- dog I've yeah. ever seen. <laughs> I meant the home run. Right. Yeah. 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 Just hopefully there's no back to back dongs. <laughs> we can uh, see we're starting off potty humor. I shouldn't. Uh, we should have went down this road. But anyway, Buffalo Wild Wings. Buffalo Wild May twenty fourth, Annapolis. We'll be there at six thirty to eight thirty. Game starts at eight, which means lots of pre-show, which means lots of giveaways. All right. Do do we have anything else to uh, anything else to plug this? Uh... Uh, Night at the yard is this Friday. If you still want tickets and it's last minute, uh, tweet at us, and I can maybe get you in. But it's off our site now. It will be off our site by the time this is out. Okay. If you're listen- watching live, you can go on the website and order. But that's it. Okay. Fair enough. All right. Cool. All right, well, with all that said, let's get into some hardcore O's talk. Yeah. Okay. Like, at least the Orioles are playing today and it's not raining. Yeah, there's a, there's a couple things that have been on kind of my mind. I've been kicking about here recently. I don't want to get you guys' thoughts on this. Okay. Uh, let's start with Manny Machado. Okay. Now, J.J. Hardy got hurt a couple weeks ago. Yes. He's out for a couple months. Yeah, four to eight weeks, something right. like that. Right. So how how the story goes, and you guys can verify if the story is true or not. The first game, J.J. Hardy was out. Buck Showalter made it the lineup. We might have talked about this a little bit last week, and he penned, um, I think it was who I don't know was it, J- it was uh, Flaherty at shortstop and Manny Machado at third base yes. in the original lineup. Right. Yes. Then, as the story goes, Manny Machado went into the office of Buck Showalter, said, "Hey, uh, I can play shortstop, or I want to play shortstop, or." I am the shortstop. I don't know what he said, but something like that. Something like that. 
And at the end of the conversation, he was the shortstop and Ryan Flaherty was the third base. Right. Yeah. Uh, I have a couple <laughs> questions about this. Okay. Here you have – here's a situation. You have Manny Machado, just named AL Player of the Month, off to an what we can say an MVP-like start. Yes. Gangbusters. Gangbusters. Mm-hmm. Playing a stellar third play, third base, doing the whole platinum glove thing. Right. Uh, there is a phrase that's been around for a while that goes something like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yes. Why? For the love of all, the, all that is good. Why would you take Manny Machado at his hottest, playing a great third base? Why would you even mess with it and move him to shortstop when a guy like Yanish or Flaherty can play a decent shortstop? Why would you mess with it? Because Manny Machado said he wants to. Yeah, but you're the manager. I mean, but, but, if, if Adam Jones wants to return and play shortstop again like he did when he was in college, you're not going to say, okay, Adam Jones, go play shortstop, right? Right, right. but I mean... but Are I the think, inmates running the asylum? What's, no, but but Manny Machado played shortstop in the minors. Remember, he never played third base until he came up. He played, I think, one game at Bowie. Right. Yeah, at third base. So he played in the minors. He played shortstop next to Jonathan Scope at yeah. second base. They yeah. played lots of games together in Bowie, Frederick together shortstop second base so that means that they've got decent chemistry together but you're right as a coach you don't want to do anything why would you mess with it why would you mess with well you don't and that's why buck had him lined up still at third base yes and then i think it that's why it the only option has to be manny coming and saying i'd like to play third shortstop and then at that point why do you say no to the best baseball player on your team who may be the best baseball player playing the game right now. Well, I, I'm not going that far. And I think the reason you do is because you're the manager and it's what you get paid for. Manny Machado is mess-proof. Is he? Yes. Is he, though? That you can do anything. Is he? You can change up his routine. He's still going to be the best player on the team. Right. Has moving him to shortstop hurt him at all? No, it hasn't. Because it has, he's, he's mess-proof. Mess the risk. He he's not mess-proof. Don't say that. He got six RBIs <laughs> on Sunday. You can't mess with him. Dude. Yeah, as long as it doesn't involve his knees, you can't mess with him. <laughs> But I, it is. With all that said, like if I'm the manager, I'm not moving Manny because I don't want to mess with a good thing. But with all that said, I love watching Manny play shortstop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we all know that's the future. Right. Yes. And right now, I think Manny Machado is a better shortstop than J.J. Hardy. There, I said it. Sorry, people. Uh, better range, better arm, all that. Mm-hmm. Right. Not, not better instincts, but, not better experience, but whatever. Uh, but but him at short and Flaherty at third is not better than Hardy at short and Manny at third. Yes, I agree with that. Yeah. That's superstar infield defensively. Right. Yeah. I mean, J.J. Hardy, if he comes back as healthy as he's been this first uh, month, I guess, before he got hurt, he, he was on pace for another gold glove year at shortstop. He was having a great season. Yeah. Is is there, there – there was no talk. I didn't hear any of this talk about just if you're going to move stuff around, putting scope at third base, got that rocket arm, and then you could put Flaherty and other people at second base. Are we done with this? Did did watching think, Steve Pierce and Paredes play second base last year? Yeah, just turn us off to any other options. Well, I mean, base? we know Flaherty can play an excellent second base. I think yeah. we've seen Scope at third base, and he doesn't. Okay. He doesn't. He doesn't. He's never. Besides the arm, he wasn't a great third baseman. What he is great at is second base on turning the double play and tagging runners out. But 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 where but where does he struggle at second base? And why is his defensive war score not very good? Because he lacks range. And right. third base right. is where you is can kind of hide that range. range. Yeah, you don't need the range. Which I think is why uh, 
by the way, why Manny Machado is, is so great at short because he's got right. range. He's got range. Yeah. So I know. I just, I'm, I'm, it's just interesting how these things kind of evolve. And you, I get, and you say he's mess proof, and I hate you saying that, Bert, because <laughs> no one's mess proof. Like you can, I don't know. But it's, see, you're like tempting fate here. If, but if you're worried about changing that, or, then you would never touch the lineup. You would not. Which is very buck like, right? You, you would not pull out the Friday special uniforms. You would keep everything. Yeah, and granted, if I ran a baseball team, that's how I would do. Once you won, nobody changed your clothes. This is what we're wearing until we lose. <laughs> yeah. I would do a lot of different things if I was a manager. I think more often people should – the lineup should reflect who's hitting well at the time. I don't know why you always like, have like, the same – Like batting average – yeah. Well, like the, or like, like the Minnesota bat- Twins are batting Joe Maurer lead off tonight. Yeah. Because he's their best player, and he's got the best on-base percentage in baseball, whereas Chip, to, uh, traditionally a three- or four-hitter. But why not? Yeah. Well, especially with a struggling team like the Twins, it'd be silly not to. Yeah, or what we saw with uh, – I know it's been – everyone's talking about Bryce Harper walking six times. Yeah. Uh, and Zimmerman leaving – I think it was 12 men on base in a single game. <laughs> Yikes. Um, like, put David Murphy behind him instead of Zimmerman – because right now Murphy's hotter than Zimmerman. Like, right. like adjust the lineup. I would do it all the time. I would do it on like a, not not maybe a game to game, but on like a series to series basis. Which which yeah. switch lines around. Which brings me to the point of Adam Jones. He's struggling. That's a great example of and, a guy who probably should move. Until he's he struggling. Can, I, Buck is pretty much leaving him up there, and letting him struggle. Is yeah. that for pitch protection? Is that because he's afraid to screw with Jones because he's struggling? If he's struggling and he's been struggling all season, you can't really screw with him by moving him, can you? Yeah, at this point, Adam Jones is below the 200 mark, so I don't buy all that stuff. Like Kidder's there to protect him. I don't, I don't, I don't think that really matters. No, no and, one at this point is scared to pitch no, to Adam Jones. No, what he's doing is he's no hitting, way he what he's doing is he's hitting in the double plays. Yeah, and he's hurting the team. And now he's up with, by the way, runners of first and third yeah. with one out. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, here. you want to put some money on a double play? Uh, yeah. So we say that and now he's going to probably hit a home run or something. I hope so. That's how, that's how it went last week. Reverse jinx for the win, baby. But yeah, I mean, but this is if you had a fluid lineup, this is he would certainly be. He'd, he'd go down. But there was Joe Madden. I remember Joe Madden with the Rays a few times would do this when a player was slumping. He would put them at the top, like one or two in the lineup to see more pitches. Yeah, see so, more they could, so they because because I mean, one theory goes. That you just need to get so many pitches before you get out of the slump. And batting ninth, you'll see fewer pitches. They'll take you longer to get out of the slump. So part of me is like, put Adam Jones' lead off and let him hit himself out of this. Because Adam Jones, I, I know he's, what, he's now like 32 or something, 31. Yeah. But this is not like Adam Jones is too old to play baseball. This is Adam Jones <laughs> in a deep slump. In a deep slump where you hope he's not hurt. Yeah, some talk about him There's, being hurt. I, and I, I got to think of at this point... He was really hurt. He We'd hear something, or yeah. he'd, he'd take a day off. We're here; yeah. they're just trying to get him to see a lot of pitches. Even not not even just a DL, but just take a day off or two. But like we just saw him swing at a ball that landed from the plate. That right. has nothing to do with being no. injured. But that, but we, he's done that so often. Yeah, swing at swing at dirt pitches. And in my book, it's a win because he struck out and didn't hit in a double play. Honestly, uh, but uh, but how concerned are we about Adam Jones? Is this? The beginning of the end for Adam Jones as we know it, or is this just a, a an extended bad slump? This is an extended bad slump. Yeah, and okay. it's a bad slump at the beginning of the season. So there's he doesn't have any good performance to kind of raise that average to protect that average. Right. He started out bad. He's still bad. So his he's his current. It reminds me of the time a few years ago when he missed a couple routine fly balls in center field, and he's blowing bubbles, and everybody's getting all over his case. Where and he ended up winning a gold glove that year, I think. So 
Like it slumps. Everybody goes to so it. Right now, as we're recording, Adam Jones is at a 196. That's yep. bad. Yep. Would you say Chris Davis is having a bad season? No. He's at 198. Yeah. And if he gets out here, it'll probably be at that 196 mark. Right. The difference is nine he, home he, runs. He's still runs, he's still getting home runs. He's still a productive 196. He's, still, he's getting on base. He's walking. Um, and and Adam Jones isn't. But Adam Jones still playing a good outfield. I, he's still playing a good outfield. So and he always brings that to you. And that's why I always like. Like Pedro Alvarez, this is why Pedro Alvarez was so frustrated at the beginning of the season. I know Pedro has turned, has, has turned around a little bit. But you can excuse bad hitting. Like J.J. Hardy can be excused for struggling at the plate because you know he's bringing the, the glove every night. And sometimes you can excuse these players if they're bringing the glove every night. Yep. But if you got like Pedro Alvarez who doesn't bring the glove or Jimmy Paredes, that's why we get on these guys so right. hard because if you can't hit and this is all you do – then you got to hit. Yeah. But Adam Jones can still bring the glove even when he's not hitting. He's still one of the best defensive center fielders in baseball. I just I don't recall a slump like this from Adam Jones hitting this slump long. Is, yeah. he is, he's always been streaky. And this is right. one of those things when players slump for a long time, and you can tell he was frustrated when they showed him on the bench. Mm-hmm. It compounds, and then you start trying hard. Mental. And we know, yeah, you, you can't try hard in baseball. you got to kind of stop thinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it can just kind of compound the problem and make it worse and worse. So I, I hope he gets out of it soon. Oh, Manny Machado just tried to steal third, steal yeah, second base. That, does, does that run, was a poor move. Does the run score while he's uh, in that rundown? I, I no, he didn't. He didn't hold it enough. Yes, yeah. It depends. I don't even think cross the plate before he tagged. Yeah. yeah. Did the guy even try for? They for didn't show it. That's I'm if there not. is. If you want to say there's one weakness, talking about Manny Machado, that's what the th- at least the third time he's this been on the base. Third yeah. time this season he's been caught stealing with Chris Davis at the plate. Yeah, all three times he's been caught, Chris Davis has been bad, and two of them were terrible decisions to go to third. And that one, I don't know what happened. I just saw the last clip where he was running away from second base. Mm-hmm. When you're trying to steal, I think you're supposed to run towards second base. I'm not sure, but he was running away from second base. He he was thrown out by enough distance that he had time to stop <laughs> and turn around. And turn around. around. That's yeah, not yeah. what you see. So he's he's got to. Uh, well, and at that point, he tries to get in a rundown so that the guy from third can at least come in and score before he gets tagged out in a rundown. He he has a total of zero stolen bases this year. Yeah, zero yeah. for three. So that base running is a little bit concerning. Other than that, he's a stud. Right. Uh, yeah, meanwhile, he's batting 355. Yeah, I seriously, if that's my only problem with him, I'm cool with it. But he needs to clean that stuff up. Clean that and, ish up, as Adam, and, Jones, Adam Jones is slumping Adam Jones would say. And you wonder how much of that is because he doesn't have Adam Jones making contact behind him to push him into scoring position. Because if you get Adam Jones, even with a deep fly ball, just to get Machado moved from first to second, then you got Davis to push him along in Trumbo. It, that shows, I mean, losing a guy like Jones there in the top of the lineup hurts big yeah. time. Yeah. So let's move on. Another thing I've been thinking about a lot. Moving on. I hope I don't steal all your bag, ball bag questions, Josh. <laughs> He's got a bunch of them. What? Some oral topics on the mind. Okay. Uh, starting pitching, as yeah. of late, it's been better. It's been great. Yeah, well, it's been great. Yeah, comparatively, I would say great. I was there on Saturday night to see Jimenez throw eight full innings. Yeah, it was it was unbelievable. Yeah. I was uh, watching the pitch count like a hulk. He was at like eighty pitches through seven and a third. I couldn't believe it. So Jimenez had a great start on Saturday, and he is he has been the third best pitch starter for the Orioles. Uh, Chris Tillman. Uh, currently has an ERA of 3.05. He's 4-1 and one yep. in seven games started. Then Kevin Gossman, in just three games started, has an ERA of 1.42. He's starting tonight, so we'll see how he does tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, so who, boys and girls, do you think right now, uh, 
Chris Tillman, Kevin Gossman, if you had to pitch one game in a one-game playoff series, are you going with Chris Tillman or are you going with Kevin Gossman? You're going with Kevin Gossman. Yeah, I Kevin, would agree with that. You, you list three guys. Two of them have pitched through eight innings, Jimenez and Gossman. Tillman still has a first inning problem mm-hmm. where he struggles. We and if he, can get out of that, if he can get out of that first inning, he's okay. But that first inning is so bad that he can't get to eight innings. That first inning is so bad that sometimes he'll lose the game in that first inning. Meanwhile, Galsman has just been outstanding each outing, and I hope I'm not jinxing him tonight. Here's a point but he's I, the guy. Here's a point I heard people talking about with Tillman, though, the difference with what happened on Sunday, on Mother's Day, when he gave up three runs in the first inning. Right. That's the kind of game where Tillman almost always is guaranteed to give up a run or two or three in the first inning. Uh, and then he'll clean it up, but by then his pitch count is too too high. He can barely make it through the fourth or the fifth. Right. Whereas Sunday was a bit of a turnaround where he did clean it up in the second inning and continued to go, what, five more innings after that? Uh, yeah. Do you think that's a, like a change in the right direction for him, that, that's, that he might still be giving up those first inning runs, but is something changed mentally where he puts that away right away, puts that behind him right away? Yeah. He can continue with the rest of the game and put more innings well, on his belt. Maybe, maybe he's just accepted the first inning is going to always suck for me. <laughs> can you just start my pitch count on inning two? It's so weird that the batters, it's almost always the second, third time around the right. orders it's, when they kill you. Not the first time around, and then then they can't figure out on your second or third time through the order. Right, but it, that seemed to be what happening on Sunday with Oakland. Yeah, it's supposed to be the batters figure out the pitcher, not the pitcher figures out the batters. Well, I remember watching, and that was encouraging to see, the last two stars, and Chris Tillman's gotten better at the end of the outing. Right. I think it's encouraging to see. I remember two years ago watching Kevin Gossman, one of his first starts, where he was starting the game, hitting like 94, and then by like the, the sixth inning, he was hitting 97. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. thought that's always yeah. a great sign for a starting pitcher to get stronger as the game go- goes on because we're so used to seeing Wei-Yin Chen and Miguel Gonzalez pitch five innings and teeter out. So to see, I mean, on, on Sunday... I believe my memory is cor- cor- correct, and um, in in uh, the sixth inning, he struck out. He struck at the side on like ten pitches, mm-hmm. uh, and then the next inning, I think his last out was a strikeout as well. Right. Um, so yeah, it was. It's good to see starting pitchers. I think need to get strong in that fifth, sixth, seventh. So that's really encouraging. And if you look at Chris Tillman, you guys can poo poo that he hasn't gone eight innings. Fine, but what he has done the last three starts: six and two thirds innings, giving up two hits, no runs. Then against the Yankees, seven innings. Five hits, one run given up. And then yesterday, after a bad first inning, he still only gave up three runs in six and a third innings. You don't need to pitch eight innings for the Orioles. In a playoff game, I don't. my starter's not going eight innings in a playoff game. No scenario will my starter go eight innings in a playoff game unless he's throwing a no-hitter. He's throwing six or seven, then we're getting that, that bullpen in there. Yeah. So you don't need, Josh, I would argue you don't need him to go, go eight innings. And I would start, honestly, I would start Chris Tillman over Kevin Gossman right now in a one-game playoff. Really? Yeah. What about that first inning? Uh, he, he 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 would get through it. I mean, it, well, he, he would get through it. But but the Orioles were able to pick up Chris Tillman on Sunday because they were playing the Oakland A's and Kendall Graveman or whatever his right. name was. But when it's a playoff game and it's uh, Chris Tillman gives up four runs in the first inning, and then we got to go up against David Price or something like that, and we got to pick up Chris Tillman's four runs against the other team's best pitcher in American League. I'd rather go with the guy who's not going to give up four runs in the first exactly. inning. Exactly. That, that's what you're leaving out is that, that first inning. You, you can't put a guy you out to give up four runs every first inning, guys. If, if you're going to give up 30 to 40 pitches in one inning, you're going to give up a couple runs. Why do you want to start the game 
you know, when you're talking, you're talking playoff scenario, one game scenario. Why do you want to start a game negative in the hole? Because I think Chris Tillman is better this year than you. I think you guys are thinking of 2015 Chris Tillman and not 2016 Chris Tillman. I know Oakland happened. Fine. I still think you guys are thinking of the wrong Chris Tillman. But that's Oakland. That's a team he needs to come in and handle that first inning and go 15 pitches, get out of there. This is the kind of question we can revisit in August. It's still May. (laughs) Well, and, and that brings to this pitching staff, these three guys, because I don't want to talk about the rest of the pitching staff because who knows what's going on there. Uh, I don't even know if Buck knows who that fifth guy is right now. But do the, do these three guys, Jimenez, Tillman, and Gosman, do you think they can keep this up all year? Or are they just out to a hot start and they'll cool down? What do you think? They can. Why not? Have we seen anything to make us believe that they're better this year? Yeah. Just like I said about uh, Tillman, that's a game that he would have been gone in the fourth inning. Even if he didn't give up any runs the next three innings, his pitch count would have been way too high to do anything about it. Now, again, it's against Oakland, who stinks. Let's see him, see him do it against the Red Sox or Toronto. You know. Yeah, I think, I think that, that's the key. Like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what Tyler Wilson or Mike Wright do. It doesn't matter. Uh, if they're good, fine. If they're bad, fine. It doesn't really matter. What really matters is, is Chris Tillman legitimately this good? Is Chris Tillman going to have an ERA of 3.00 right. all year? Then we got something. And it's Gosman right there with an ERA of one and a half? Yeah. Then we got something. I'll take that. All right. And Jimenez, is Jimenez going to get an ERA around four? If you can get those three things going, Gallardo comes back at some point, I guess, right? Who's heard his name recently? He was uh, – I actually heard his name today. He was uh, cleared to start throwing. Oh, good. Yeah. Um, so Gallardo come back. He'd be halfway de- decent. I think it's important that the top of your rotation pitches well – and then when Mike Wright and Tyler Wilson start, just got to bring out the bats and try to win 8-7, right? Go. But but I, you, you don't have to have a stud every – I mean, we don't have to be the every Washington – Every day. Yeah, we don't have to be the the, the Nationals with a with an ace starter out there every day. Does uh, uh, does Strasburg now make more money than our entire pitching staff? Well, between with his new Strasburg contract? and Scherzer, yeah, I think Scherzer's. they make more money than our entire team. Yeah. Outside of Chris Davis, maybe. But, man, it must be nice to have all that money. Yeah, I mean all that massive money coming in. That's been nice. Keep, keep saying you don't have money to to make a quality baseball team. That's interesting that the Nats are spending it on pitchers though. Like they got no qualms about just putting out the cash there for top pitching talent. Where the Orioles, they'll put the cash out there, but it's for bats, not pitching. Right. Well, it it isn't that part of the difference between the National League and the American League. I mean, the AL East, you need that power. National League. Your, your, your pitchers have slight advantage that they get to pitch to eight batters unless they're facing Bartolo Colon, who can just crush the ball apparently now. <laughs> I love Bartolo Colon. And, of course, the, the Strasburg signing caused everyone to scream about Manny Machado. Why can't we do that? Right, because it's, a, it's, it's signing a self a farm farmhand. Yeah, and it's, isn't, isn't um, Strasburg a um, Boris guy? I think he's a Boris guy. Is he? I, know. I know he's an Under Armour guy, by the way. He is an Under Armour guy. That's all I care about. Really? Uh, I, I know Bryce is. Oh, Bryce, oh yeah, so I was thinking of Bryce Harper. Yeah, Under Bryce Harper guy. just signed the big deal with Under Armour and did then it? cried like a baby yesterday during the game. Yeah, that did not look good for Under Armour. Sadly. What are you over there Googling? Huh? You, you have trouble talking and, and typing at the same time. I have trouble uh, chewing gum and talking at the same time. Yeah, you can only do one thing at a time. All right, so we covered Adam Jones. We covered the pitching. Yeah. Is there anything else to get excited with with this team? Well, the dongs, baby. The yeah. dongs. We saw it on, on Mother's Day. Mother- they had six home runs. Yeah. 
And and that's and that's the thing about this team that's cool and interesting. Adam Jones is struggling. Matt Wieters is in an, an eternal struggle. The and Trumbo Trumbo is out to a hotter start than Nelson Cruz. Yeah, at Forest, he's 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 again a guy. I remember the preseason when we signed Nelson Cruz. We said that's nice, but he'll never be what he used to be. And we we thought it was a nice addition, but not gonna light the ball on fire like he did. Yeah, and I think here at Trumbo. We were like, all right, that's an okay sign-in, thinking it would give us someone for DH. But I, there's no way we expected him to bat over 300 and be crushing the ball. It's a, it was a certainly an upgrade from Steve Clevenger, which is who we traded for him, right? Yeah. Which, which can we just say? I was being facetious. <laughs> right. Well, can we, can we just say that we got Trumbo the long way for Jake Arrieta? Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, make, make us feel a little better. We still got the short end of that deal. What's a... Uh, how do we get Trumbo for next year too? No, I don't think so. This so is one year, last year's arbitration. This is last year, and that's why interesting they they gave up on him because he was I don't know like a ten million dollar arbitration guy this year, and that's why there was just a, like a money dump. But we talked about at the beginning of the season how all these guys have potentially hit thirty home runs, but we really didn't talk a lot about. But that's kind of the beauty of this team is when you have a bunch of guys who get thirty home runs, who are a bit streaky, but it means at some point, almost every game. Someone's going to be hot. Yeah. Now the hot guy is Jonathan Scope. Uh, Manny Machado is forever hot. Yeah. Uh, but John, Jonathan Scope is a real hot guy now, and Trumbo's been hot most of the season. Alvarez is hot right now. Yeah. Uh, but Trumbo now can cool off a little bit as Alvarez heats up, and I mean it's about time for Davis and Jones to heat up as well. But the cool thing about this team is, as long as you have even like three or four guys on fire, they can carry the the, the club for a few games, and someone sure. else can step up. Trumbo's a guy that even when we knew about him coming to the Orioles this year and uh, a lot of uh, people were saying he's a guy that's going to benefit from playing at Camden Yards. He's, he's got the power, and Camden Yards uh, fits him for power hitters like him. And uh, he's got nine home runs so far on the season. Four of those nine come at Camden Yards, but it took a while. Like His first five home runs were on the road, on the road three of which were on that one series in Texas. Right. Two of them Two in one, one night. Park. But uh, there we go. Mark Trumbo just hit a home run. No, no, no. That's oh, look at that stupid high wall. So that's a high wall. Man, I was I was gonna be on point. Yeah, on my yeah, Trumbo. A double ball. though. He's he's still hitting the ball. I'll take a double. Why not? But yeah, hey, love me some Mark Trumbo, man. Stay hot. Yeah, and he's we, so hot right now. And we we weathered a really tough point in the in the schedule, uh, where we where we saw teams like the White Sox and Rangers. So it was good to see us kind of weather those tough games. I was a little disappointed. Like, I want to see us crush the Athletics and crush the Yankees. Right. And we won the series. And our pitching was good. Our pitching was good all week. Yeah. Yeah. There were games we should have won. We crushed them pretty good on Mother's Day, I feel like. It's true. It wasn't like 8 to 3, 11 to 3. 11 to 3 after that Manny Machado grand slam. That's a pretty good trash. I know. Trash I, I know. And people say, well, just win series and win series. But some series you aren't going to win. So every now and then you, you like to sweep to make up for the series that you yes. aren't going to win. We should have swept the Yankees. Yeah, we, 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 we should have swept the Yankees. We should have swept the Oakland A's. I mean, come on. Well, this seems stink. There, there's, there's days where just the bats and the <laughs> pitching just did not show up. And the one game we lost to the Yankees was 7 to 0. We gave up seven runs. Yeah, that was we can't. Crazy. That's ugly. Who started that game? Um, Must have been one of those guys. Like Tyler Wilson. Wilson or Wright. No, but Ty- one of those Tyler Wilson. Guys. And then, but, but the, then the, on, the bullpen gave us some runs in that one too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Well, then on Saturday, we ha- we lost eight to four, and those four runs uh, we didn't score until the ninth inning, and that was Mike Wright on the mound. Yeah. 
So, and those are those guys who are filling in for injuries and filling in in that, in that fifth hole. Well, I tell you what, I, I like the way our schedule's shaping up for the next couple weeks, right? We got the Twins here. Uh, hopefully, we can get a game in tomorrow, too. I don't know what the weather looks like for tomorrow there in Minnesota. It seems like it's like here, always raining. Yeah, seriously. Uh, and then we have the Tigers. The Tigers have been a disappointment this year. And that's a four-game series at Camden Yards, right? Yes. I didn't yeah. realize they, they the it's coming on Thursday. We got night at the Yards on Friday, but Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, all against Detroit. Right. Yep. And then after that, the Mariners come to town. There's going to be a lot of dongs. With the Mariners, mm, mm. Uh, I think I think the Mariners are top in the league, uh, near top in the league. And ho- hopefully, well. hopefully Trumbo shows them what they've been missing. Yeah, and then waves after that, his dong around some. And then, after, <laughs> <laughs> can we get to the ball bag? <laughs> and then after that, we go uh, we go at the Angels, which the Angels are a train wreck right now. Yeah, they're yeah. they're terrible. So this is this is a good point in the schedule. Uh, it seems like all the AL East teams are just playing as good as one another. Right, no, no team is falling away except for the Yankees. Yankees are, are falling away. Are falling away, but mm. everyone else is, is kind of staying where they have been the past twelve or so games. And th- and that's what we need to do. We need to play really well for May because June is when we face all the AL East again. Yeah, and go back. And if we can, if we can get a little bit of room here and then start winning series in June again. And you're well, not going to win. I mean, the Red Sox are a good baseball team. The Blue Jays, I think, are the be- still the best team in the AL East. You're not going to win all those series, so you got to kind of sometimes pad. And I still think the AL East is is the best division in, in the in the American League. <laughs> it is though. You're a homer. No. I am a homer. Fine. The Twins suck. Um. The 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 Angels suck. The Athletics suck. They're certainly not the West. The Central, I guess you could argue, but the Tigers aren't aren't that good. Yeah. Uh, the the White Sox are good. The Roars are good, obviously. The Twins haven't even won ten games yet this year. That's embarrassing. That's a, they're thirty one games into the season. Yeah. yeah, but the White Sox have won twenty three. The, the Cubs have won about seventy five games, I think, so far. Seattle's won nineteen. Texas has won eighteen. The Cubs have only lost six games. Put it that way. Yeah. Going into Tuesday night, we would only be in first place in the. Uh, actually, we'd be in first place in the East or the West. The funny thing is, we've had so many rainouts that we've played less games than anyone, everyone else in the American right, League. Missed four, I think four, I think the count is at four right now. Yeah, a games we missed. Um, but but we had the game on Sunday, the Mother's Day. So Bert, and this is probably Josh's ball bag question. I'm stealing. Okay. Uh, but I want to get your thoughts, Bert. You you are the uniform expert we have on the show. I like the aesthetics. Of you the like game. the aesthetics of the game. Yes. Uh, so whenever oh, okay. we have a uniform, I thought you were question saying Sunday. Comment, you like the aesthetics. We 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 athletics. Go to you. Uh, so you want to first of all, they had some, and I, I didn't. There were some interesting things. Did everyone have these cool flowery shoes on? I saw a close up of one of the nah, shoes with the, the kind it, of, it seemed to be. I think it was some maybe people Stoke had them. Maybe had it on. Uh, I didn't even notice the shoes. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was Til- fancy Tillman had them. flowery shoes. Tillman had floral flowery, shoes. Floral shoes. Floral pink, shoes. Pink floral shoes. Yeah. yeah. But but anyway, your your thoughts on the um, pink Orioles uniforms? Um, outside of the political implications with the Mother's Day, all that, j- just the uniforms themselves. Yeah, I don't know. I I think it's cute. Let them do something cute for Mother's Day. They already do the pink bats. They do the pink base. The thing logo on the base is pink. I think yeah. pink bat and gloves, pink shoes, pink pink umpire mask. You said you don't want me to get into the uh, political. Ah, if you want to go there, go there. Whatever. We, that, this is a podcast. They're quote unquote raising money for cancer and blah blah blah. We, I mean, we have this discussion every yeah. October. I'm not going. I'm not going to get into that. I, it is what it is. If you want to talk to me about aesthetics, I think they're cute. I think it's fun that they do something a little different like that. Again, I don't know anybody who's buying this stuff. 
at the pink hats. I, I guess you can order them from MLB.com. The pink yeah, hats. Yeah, you can order them. Anybody can buy one of those. And then if you want to pay a boatload of money, you can buy one of the jerseys, game worn pink jerseys. Uh, have you ever been to somebody's house that bought one and has it hung up? No. no. The, what, I've seen one of these memorable uh, jerseys hung up, and it was the Jackie Robinson 42. So I, 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 that's I, kind of cool, yeah. I think that one's kind of cool. Uh, even though you can never tell who wore it because it doesn't have any. Well, it's autographed. Okay. When you when you buy those, they auction them all off afterwards. So then you get who to did buy, they have? Uh, some no name guy. Was he African American? No, it maybe it might have been like like uh, that would be, it, might, it might have been like gonna, Felix Pie. If you're going to buy a number forty two game worn jersey, don't buy some white guy's Jackie Robinson jersey. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hey, uh, speaking of Sonny jer- 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 Jerseys, I wanted to, to look oh, at... I thought you were going Sonny Jerkison, the way you Sonny were stuttering over there. I want to go to, uh, to, to to Facebook. Okay. This is absolutely wonderful. Now, I now remember, in three weeks, we get m- special Memorial Day jerseys. Awesome. Red, white, and blue? A month after that, we get special 4th of July jerseys. I think it's camo and then red, white, and blue. I'm cool with that. Just change it up oh, every once in a while. And, sure. and I not? forgot, in between those, we get the blue Father's Day jerseys. Oh, yeah, baby blue. Yeah, you can't leave the fathers out. And then remember, we're going to be selling All-Star Game jerseys and hats. Sure. The, the way the way they played on Mother's Day, wear the pink jerseys all the time. Now, <coughs> if I can get into my, my, my Facebook comments. Here. Yeah, I'd like to hear you. Yeah. You, you teased Facebook. that with uh, Josh and I earlier today. Yeah, yeah. Now, I'm, I, I have to make a Facebook confession here. I don't go on Facebook very much, and when I do... I usually look for videos of animals. Like, I just scroll down for animal videos. Sure. I don't even watch the video. I just go to the comments. Are they the ones, like, when animals attack people? I like those No, videos. no, no. They're, like, cute videos of animals. Like, here's a cat taking a bath. He loves it. Showing a monkey a magic trick. Yeah. Those are my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> they lose their minds. Right. But I don't care about the video, Bert. I don't even watch the video. You care about the comments. I click the comments. Okay. Awesome. Because, and I look for, I scroll down to the one person who yells about animal cruelty, uh-huh. right? There's always one guy. Sure. But uh, annoyingly, you have to scroll down a while because so many people have commented about how much of an idiot that other guy is for commenting about animal cru- cruelty. And they're just having fun. They're just loving each other. But you have to scroll way down. So it, anno- it annoys me. I have to scroll all the way down right. to get to the comment I really want to read. <laughs> okay. Sure. And then I like to read the replies on that one comment and see how quickly it takes for it to be a comment about the animal to like a personal fight. <laughs> <laughs> right, because because we do not know how to have arguments on Facebook or Twitter at all before it goes into 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 just into just calling each other's names. Sure. Yeah. 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 It doesn't take long for people to reach the lowest common denominator. We we like to talk at like how Twitter is kind of like all hanging out at a bar together on the platform of Twitter, but it's really not true in some senses because you don't have people calling each other names at bars like you do on Twitter, right? Right. Everybody get everybody can be a tough guy behind the monitor. Yeah, but yeah. not in person. No. So so, so that's so, where bar fight bar fights start. So with the Sunday game, some guy wrote on the bottom of Orioles some fan Facebook site. They not, said not the official Orioles. This is some fan. no, but it's like ten thousand people on here. It's okay. Like no, the I'm official good. unofficial. Josh clarifying. is on here. You follow a whole on, bunch of people on here. On what group? I, I recognize people. I, I don't know. I just googled bottom of Orioles. Okay. I don't know. I don't want to mess with because I got it on the right screen. That's now. fine. They I might be friends. Of, they might be friends of ours. Yeah. Anyway, this guy uh, said, "Not a fan <laughs> of pink uniforms. Can't we love our moms without looking dumb?" <laughs> <laughs> that was Josh. I, I agree with that guy. At Josh, that, okay. that's a great comment. Okay. And so I'm interested to see what how people reply. There was a lot of replies, right? <laughs> this is this is I love this smart stuff. guy. Joe, this guy said, "We can love women without looking like them." 
No, let's think about this. I think this is great. <laughs> now, is that a comment? This is saying a comment about the pink. I believe all women wear pinky say. I don't know. There's some of those. Some of those baseball players have some long hair. I like when people take a statement and try to take it to the extreme. Like like this person re- replied. Ronnie replied. I have found that people that hate or freak out over the cha- over change are usually very close-minded. So this guy went from not liking bats. He's your racist. Or to now being a close-minded right. individual. This is brilliant, and I agree 100%. Anyone who does not like uniforms is a close-minded person. <laughs> I think that's and, and, well said. And where do, it's now where it goes to bathroom comments? Yeah. And this is, uh, I got to get to, to, to my favorite. Because again, this guy took the comment about pink. And he brought homosexuality in discussion, which is a brilliant move on his part to, <laughs> okay. take, to take the link of pink to, to homosexuality. This is brilliant. He said, I know a guy <laughs> who thinks <laughs> wearing anything pink by men is gay and men who wear pink are gay. Not my opinion, but his. So very insecure in his manhood. Some of that may be going on here. Just saying, again, this was not prompted by anything else. Right. Just that comment. And he wrote that. Uh, that so really, that, that's how that guy really thinks. He's just saying, I know a guy. Yeah, that's the the, the quote. I think he doth protest. Me think he doth protest too much. Uh, uh, he's a little bit too defensive about that. But I think that's I think it's brilliant. I like when people bring into if you can have a discussion, mention uh, close-minded, gay, Hitler, all these things. Just go to the extreme with a comment. That's my favorite stuff. Yeah, I don't even think gay men wear pink. Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I, I think they wear all colors, just like straight men. I think they wear a lot of gray. Right. And that led, <laughs> that led, and that They shouldn't le- wear those gray uniforms anymore. And that banter led to a whole nother sidebar discussion about what men, what colors men should wear and what colors men should not wear, <laughs> which I think is an also fascinating thing that Facebook brings us. Brilliant. I, you know, I, I like that take. I, I, I wish I saw that thread because what I think they should do on Mother's Day is pink is just a color and pink can be for anyone. If they really want to honor women, Let's go back to the uniforms of the women. Let's go to the League of Their Own uniforms. Yeah, let them and wear let's skirts. Wear, let's wear skirts on Mother's Day. <laughs> and suits and ties on Father's Day. Because we don't want to do anything but stereotypes. Can I just read one more comment? Yeah, do it. Because this is, again, I love it when they take a pink comment and take it to the farther extreme. This guy says, quote, unquote, stupid, quote, unquote, ugly, quote, unquote, smart, and gorgeous are all subjective. I'd rather say, I don't. Or do like, or I think that, or it bothers me that, or whatever the opinion, rather than labeling something as stupid or ugly, or whatever the label. This guy's doing a sermon. This is, he's yeah. given a whole lecture here, and it's brilliant. Uh, pull up a seat, take out a notepad, and write some of this down, boys and girls. He says also for me, calling something gay when describing something other than one's sexual orientation or emotional status, and then he gets a little circa 1900 in there. As far as emotional status, what gay, the term used to be referred to. A whole history lesson. We are getting a history lesson now <laughs> on the Facebook comment reply feature. It's potentially provocative, particularly when associating it to a negative description. Opinions are welcome, but boy, has experience taught me how to first consider how to express them online. Tact is a good act to follow. This guy. He's got a good head on his shoulders. Single-handedly, Don Quixote over here is, is civilizing all of Facebook. I love it. Yeah. Too bad he's just wasting his time, though, because people are idiots. No, I think this man could change things. I don't think he's changed I'm anybody's mind with that this guy, Mike Bernard. I'm going to follow him, and I think he's going to start changing things on Facebook. We're going to completely change out to see how Facebook's run. I love it. <laughs> I'm going to start leaving comments like this, like lectures. I like that. Forget good, tweets, good luck 140 with that. characters. I'm giving 
four paragraphs. I'm more that's inclined just to to delete all of my social media accounts before I do that. Yeah, yeah, that, that's the type of person I block on Twitter, <laughs> and I've only blocked a couple people. Hey, uh, not to change the subject too much, but you brought up League of Their Own. The actress Gina Davis, who played catcher Dottie Henson in A League of Their Own, uh-huh. just just this past week hosted a reunion of the cast. And they played a celebrity softball game. Oh, with the how cast. cool! I, it wasn't all of them. Like I don't think Madonna was no, there. No, Tom Hanks yelling at him. No, and I don't think Rosie O'Donnell was there. But so, she so got like the no name the actresses. The no name people. The people Mar- who haven't done anything. Since. Marla Hooch was there. I saw a picture of Marla Hooch. Uh, she was now, a softball player. Now, see those no name girls. What they should do is they should travel to uh, minor league teams. Yeah, Betty Spaghetti. I she mean, was if, there. If if uh, what's the Duck Dynasty guy? The, the Mountain Man. The Mountain Man. If Mountain Man can go from and make a living going from uh, Bay Sox to Shorebirds to Keys, yeah. these women can too. I would go see the Rockford Peaches. I don't know why you assume that they have nothing better to do than travel to minor league stadiums. Maybe they have actual jobs. I don't know. Maybe they have actual lives. Maybe they're actresses with, act, act, with actual businesses or something. I don't sure. know. They can't yeah, all they be could as be. successful as Gina Davis and Lori Petty. Yeah. And they all can't. They're probably a lot of them are more successful than your little Mountain Man guy traveling around from stadium to stadium. That's true. Sign autograph. Has Mountain Man ever been in a unanimous, <laughs> unanimously loved baseball classic? No, I ne- don't think so. And neither, neither have the people in league <laughs> of their own. <laughs> <laughs> you set yourself up for that one. I love that. That's my favorite baseball movie. In case you listeners didn't know that, yeah. I think people know that. All right, we we got we got to get out of but here. But only soon. you. We're we're we started late. We're we're cr- we're cranking out the hours. We're, we're approaching now here. Yeah, we're approaching. We're approaching about thirty minutes. Yeah. Can I? Can I? Can I, can I plug something on a personal side? Yeah. Unless you guys, as long as it's not pink. I've done it. If you guys want to talk FIP, I've been updating my. Uh, I'm going to Africa this summer. What? Going to Africa. You're leaving. I'm leaving. <laughs> what does a waka waka even mean? How does that even relate to this discussion? Because <laughs> Shakira just saying waka waka Africa. Waka waka. People in Africa love Shakira. Love Who doesn't. Her. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So yeah, tell us now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I was just joking. I knew yeah, you were going. Yeah. So I'm spending. I'm. I'm going to go there for 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 two months. So the three three sixers will miss me. Uh, for all of July and part of June and part of August as mm. I, as I get out of here. I'm, ho- I'm hoping I'm hoping you're still able to get some phone calls or some audio out of Africa. Yeah, I'm not very optimistic about that possibility, <laughs> but it, it's anything's possible. Half a world possible. Away. It's been like ten years since you went. I think there's been some adjustments. I think you'll be able to see a baseball game a little sooner than two months later, or at least highlights. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. Know. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not very optimistic. Things move slow over there, uh, but but anyway, I I'm going with an organization called Village Schools International. I have I have a blog. Called uh, Matt and Emily in Africa. Blogspot.com. And it'll be in the show notes. Yeah. Over on Utah Street Report because yeah. Derek's great at that. Anyway, that's, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if he's going to put that in the show notes. It's, he will. Okay. But, but, but it's, and I update the blog like every week or every other week about different stories and experiences from Africa. Um, all, and I will be updating the blog once I'm over in Africa, kind of a personal side of. Oh, so you can update the blog, back. but you can't send us a little audio clip. Yeah, what I can do is I can type an email, send the email to somebody with the blog post, and they can upload it to the website, okay? I can't freaking uh, do boss jock, do uh, 
put my voice over with, <laughs> with can't some do, music uh, in the background. Three three six daily. I can't do three three six da- 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 daily. I can. I think I was, last time I was there, I think I was able to call home like four times or something. All right. See, he could. I, I got an idea. You should just send us emails. And, and if I'm calling home, my first call is not to section three three six. No offense. We could read. The wife would not be happy. Listener email on the air, except you would be the only email. This letter comes in from right. Matt Sroka from right, Tanzania. Right. We'll, we'll play your Africa music. We'll play some Shakira, and we'll read your letters. By the way, you got to get Toto Africa on that little Africa. I was, but he didn't know what it was. Oh, that's like one of my Remember? favorite songs. Top three. Top three, three, three sixers. But, but I'm saying some people talk about wanting to get away from the sport for a little while. You know, just kind of wanting to turn up. But it's impossible not to be updated on the Orioles as long as you stay in civilization. Sure. I'm going off the map. I could leave. And and they could be in first place. I wouldn't even know it mm-hmm. a month later if they're in first or last. I wouldn't even know it. There we go. I would have no idea. So you, so, it's you, exciting. It, so you're saying good, we could good, make you believe it's good for whatever the psyche we want to just get out of civilization for a while. Yeah. To get out of the craziness that is the United States of America. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't blame you. I I I think it's exciting. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going on vacation. I'm going. I'm, I'm teaching out of college. Sure. And uh, and. You're, and you're leaving during the 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 middle of the season. The yeah. dog days. I'm of there for the beginning where it's exciting. I'm there for the end when it's exciting. I miss all the middle. That's right. smart. That's right. Really You'll be smart. back for postseason. Yeah, it's You'll like, be all good. It's like the NBA playoff games. Everybody just watches like the first four minutes of the NBA playoff game, and then they turn it on when there's two minutes left because yeah. that's all you need to watch for the NBA. Yeah, true. And then same thing with the NBA basketball season. You get excited when the new season starts, but then you tune out. For the dog days of basketball season, yeah. tune back in for the finals. It's true. You you turn in every now and then, like Christmas, they usually have a special game on. You yeah. watch a Christmas game, and then turn turn off that. So I'm missing the the, the dogs of the baseball season. Uh, but yeah, but I would expect you guys can tell me any updates because I won't have access to, to to most things. So if you guys tell me they're in first, then I'll know they're in first. Right. That's so what we did I, with the Ravens last time you were there. Yeah. And so, so I found out they didn't make the playoffs um, right before the next season started. <laughs> So who's in charge here at Section 336 while you're gone? That's the question for, for Josh and, and, uh, and for... Well, and come for on. Who, who, who's in charge of it during the normal year? Oh, I'm just kidding. I'd handle all the technical it's something. stuff. something. Who's going to run the mic? Who's going to introduce well, the that's show? that's got to be Josh. That would, yeah, Josh runs the techni- technical side. Yeah. I know. But Bert and I are going to take care of it while you're gone. I would be clueless. We're gonna- you hosted that one edition in spring training. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. I nailed it. Yeah. I nailed, <laughs> nailed it. it. Bert and I will fill in for you. Bang, and, bang. Uh, we're going to book some guests in here for those uh, six weeks. All right, just no one too cool. I'm hoping that like one week a bunch of Orioles die and we just have the Grave Report episode. Oh, yeah. You could bring people, the fans, the 336ers would love Pops in this seat. Yeah, they, they would love him. The, he, the more you hear Pops, the, the more you will enjoy it. I, I, I promise already, you. He has already booked. There is one week in July where I'm at the Outer Banks. Bert's in Florida. You're in Africa. but But Pops is with me. In the Outer Banks. <laughs> so we're going to do a little special episode That'd then. That'd be a good one. So I know that's that's the one that's booked so far. Was it on Seinfeld that George Costanza talked about how crazy it is that in all these planes flying around Major League Baseball that there's never been a plane crash? <laughs> Wasn't that on an episode of Seinfeld? I, I feel, like, sure I feel like that happened, yeah. Imagine the grave report. <laughs> <laughs> if what, if the Orioles go down. Stop! Don't even <laughs> joke about that. That's like Marshall, right? Don't even joke about that. <laughs> Terrible. How screwed up would we be if coming back from Minnesota, the entire team died? Let me ask you this. Does the podcast still go on? <laughs> <laughs> that is the ultimate question to ask. This, this is really taking a turn for the worst here. 
But anyway, you can you can follow it. I'll update my blog when I get if I get lost in Africa again. I'll update it. And right now, I have some pretty cool stories about uh, what Africa taught me about friendship. I also have a story about the the crazy mushroom lady. The time I almost ate poisonous mushrooms and died. That's a good read. Yeah, and that's uh, I think we're gonna we're gonna, aren't we gonna do a, a special episode before you head out, telling I, I would love some, that. some of your stories about Africa and yeah, sharing more about what you'll be doing. Yeah, I would love that. So you be careful over there, man. How many times have you come close to dying? <laughs> <laughs> I literally cannot count how many times <laughs> I almost died. And like the, the 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 cool stories are like almost drowning and lost on the island, like the the crazy mushroom lady that almost killed me. Yeah, or I almost killed myself. But like some of the like not so exciting stories of just getting lost in the city of Dar, a white dude lost at night is like the scariest experience of my life. That's probably the time where I literally almost died, but it's not as exciting story. I just got lost. I couldn't right. find my hotel in the middle of, of, of a African city at night, which is a very scary experience. You probably um, stick out like a sore thumb over there, huh? Yeah. 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 Mzungu is the they word for white person. Ghost. She's calling me white person. American, Mzungu. African. Zungu. Yeah. And then they want money from me because I'm white and I have money. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, shoot. I mean, I think I'll just stick with going to Disney World because I don't think I've ever come close to dying. You gotta, you gotta, but that's part of the you rush. Go, you part of the reason to the part of Epcot. There is no Africa part of Epcot. Uh, well, I, I guess that's the Animal Kingdom. Morocco? That's what? not Africa. Yeah, the animal There's no African Epcot? No, the, There's uh, Africa the in the Animal Kingdom. Animal Kingdom, yeah, yeah. So, Harambe Village. So, Epcot gives no recognition to the continent of Africa. It's not a, It's not Epcot's fault. It's because the country was not willing to whatever. I mean, how many countries are in Africa? A lot of countries 30? in Africa. 30? Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. Something like that. And there were a lot of racist people when Epcot was invented. That's not true. Is, is, are <laughs> the, is, is South America represented? No. So South America and Africa. So just there's you Mexico. only represent the developing countries. You guys give no, lo- no love for the underdeveloped it's, countries. It's only the That's white, up, only man. white countries. No, it's not. It's uh, Mexico, Germany, Norway, Japan, China, uh, France, UK, Canada, Morocco, uh, Italy. I think that's all of them. See, no black nations. There's Mexico, and there's 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 <laughs> Mexico. It would be Hispanic. Right, but I'm saying that they're, they're non-white. Yes, there's non-white, countries. but there's no black countries. Uh, Morocco. Yeah, that's... Uh, Morocco. Uh, I thought Morocco is like Indian. That's like uh, Arabia. Oh, they, they, yeah, Mor- Morocco is Aladdin, right? They have Aladdin there. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's exactly <laughs> that's darker that's what I'm saying. All right. Uh-oh, the intern's up dancing around. Something good or bad must have happened. I don't know. He's watching the, the capitals out there. Yeah. Either that or remember sometimes you go to the gyms before the, the, the show mm-hmm. and he like pulls muscles right. while sitting down. That's <laughs> happened a couple times before. Right. The intern has so pulled a muscle. Right. Remember when we had stools, he couldn't make it through a whole show. All right. At this point in the season, some oil stock to wrap this up. At this point in the season, do you guys feel more confident, less confident about the Orioles' chances than you did at the beginning of the season? Oh, at man. this point, Gallardo's gotten hurt. J.J. Hardy's hurt. Adam Jones is struggling. But we're still in first place. Yeah. We're, we're tied, I think, for first place. Um, I think we get it slightly by the percentages or something. Yeah. Um, but do you have more confidence in the Orioles at this point or less confidence in the Orioles at this point? Comparatively to the beginning of the season, like when we were in spring training and it took us like 20 games to get a spring training win, even though they didn't matter. But uh, it, I change every day. <laughs> I seriously on, do. From like, starter to starter. When we lost to Oakland in game one of that doubleheader on Saturday – I uh, I was like, oh, we stink. We're terrible. We can't even beat Oakland. Manny Machado dong. There you go. And then I went to that game on Saturday night, and we killed it. Jimenez was awesome. I'm like, yes, we're going to the World Series. Like, it literally changed from 3 o'clock in the afternoon to 8 o'clock at night. Yeah. And 
I keep going back to the way we started the season at seven and zero is really kind of saving our butts right now. Yeah, because uh, we've been kind of average since then. We have been average since then. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so the only reason we're tied for first place right now is because we started seven and zero. Because right now the Red Sox are playing better than us. Theoretically, they're playing some terrible teams, uh, but I, we're also playing some terrible teams too. Yeah, it's it's almost you, you know I think the 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 and and you're you're talking there made, made me think of Joey Rickard because mm-hmm. Joey Rickard at the beginning of the season everyone's like this guy is awesome this guy is awesome <laughs> after like two weeks in the season everyone's like why is this guy still playing. Bench him. This yeah. guy sucks. And now, as of late, he's been good again. So it's like we do such as a fan base. We're just so extreme. And oh, then, and there's Adam Jones donging it up too. Oh, uh, was that back to back dong oh, my action? Goodness. That, oh, was that was Adam double Jones. deck, double decker. And I'm gonna take that as far as us bad talking Adam Jones earlier. He made up for it now. There you go. Yeah, he our, killed our that jinx. ball. Jeez, that was some anger right there. There's some frustration yeah. coming out and, in that baseball. And, and and that's the type of thing that's been exciting for the Orioles this year. And that's why I am actually. A little more positive, yeah. Even though I expected good things, I'm seeing the the starting pitching is pitched well enough that, like right now, when we have three runs, I say, all right, well, three runs could win this game, and and it's none of these like uh, we're gonna have to out slug them and we're gonna have to win ten to nine games. Well, but Josh, you also have to consider they're playing the Twins. Who are you scared of in the Twins lineup? That that's gonna be able to score more than three runs. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. But if it's a Boston Gaussman's, Red Sox or the Toronto Blue Jays, three runs might not be enough. Right. But Gosman has has kept the te- the Twins to one run through f- through five innings As he or should. through four innings. Yeah. Yeah. At any rate, I still think I thought at the beginning of the season. I still think now it's going to be a fun, exciting, close race, uh, and it should be it should be entertaining. And let's hope Adam Jones is going to start warming up now. Yeah. That that home run will help him out. Let's Adam hope, Jones is going to get hot, and someone else can, can cool off. This is this is great. They just circled Adam Jones' butt. I don't know what that was about, but <laughs> interesting. Maybe and I that's, don't, we that's the where audio. the power comes yeah, from. Yeah, maybe he's talking about that's where the power comes from. We don't have the auto here. But that was interesting. Yeah, maybe Chris Davis can, can heat up as well. All right, ready to kick it over to the. Uh, hey, you guys got anything else left? You guys got anything left to say? You want to do some ball bag? I'm gonna, you got a ball bag, Josh? I, I got the ball bag. The All right, give us a ball bag question. You're just a ball bag, ball bag, ball bag, a ball bag, my friend. Hey, ball bag. What's your name again? It's ball bag and posh. I got a few ball bag questions. If you were listening on the pre-show, you heard that I did no show prep this week. I took care of some technical stuff and no show prep, which means that, oh he who is that? He just totally lost Sano, Davis's Sano. ball in the outfield right under him. Uh I did no show prep, which means I needed the help of the listener, so I got show prep sent to me throughout the show. Nice. So here are some ball bag questions that came in over the Twitter at Section 336-SHOW. Nice. Right. So uh, first off, we were talking uniforms. Yes. Briefly. In the NFL, they do this thing called color rush uniforms. Yes. Where you wear the majority of whatever your majority color is or something weird and wacky. Not white. Right. Not white. Right. Not black. Uh, green, red, bright red, bright purple. green. You set Turquoise. it up so colorblind people can't watch the game. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think Major League Baseball should adopt this? And what would the Orioles wear? Uh, I don't think they should adopt it. They already have once a month doing Mother's Day, Father's Day crap, which is fine. I would not be opposed to the Orioles occasionally breaking out those all orange uniforms, though, like they did 
like for a week in 1977. Oh, yeah, yeah, I like those all orange. Those are fun. And they did it once, like four or five years ago, I feel like, because there's pictures of Adam Jones wearing the all orange right. uniform. They did it one time for like a turn back the clock or something. Uh, so, yeah, actually, I would not be opposed to that. I not, changed my mind. I would like to see that. I want to, only for the fact that I want to see the all orange Orioles ones. Sure. I, I hate the gimmicks for these holidays, but... I like the old I like the old uniforms. I I don't want to see a color rush, all orange, but I like throwback uniforms. So I'd love to see the old orange uniform because it's an old uniform like the birds used to wear. Yeah, it just happens to be a color rush. Like like we just thing. like we just got tickets yesterday for the upcoming 1966 celebration game. And part of the excitement of that game is they're wearing those 66 uniforms. That'll be cool. Those throwbacks. So that's cool. So they'll have to wear like the tall socks and baggy, right, right. baggy jerseys or whatever. Right. So I like that where I don't think let's not make new jerseys because Major League Baseball. New jersey sucks. Major League Baseball will screw it up and somehow. What, right. do you, what do you think, Matt? <laughs> I have no thoughts. <laughs> All right, Matt. Have you started voting yet? Not for Donald Trump. Before the All-Star. I told you, I, I did a write-in Manny Machado on my ballot. Right. But have you started voting for the All-Star game? No. And I, do you think now is an appropriate time to vote for the All-Star game? I don't think I voted one time last year. Hashtag true confessions. <laughs> so, to answer your question, no. I, yeah, I, I'll vote. I'll vote. It's one of those things I always tell people I vote. Now we're, uh, okay, if I get around to it. Uh, that's how I, I treat political elections. Yeah, I don't. I don't have strong feelings on it. I'll vote for the All Star Game once they start releasing like who's in first place, who's in second place, third place. If if some Orioles players are in yeah, first place, then I'll vote to keep them in first place. Or if they're in second and third place, I'll vote to try and move them up to first place. If somebody's not even in the top three, I'm not even going to bother. As sophisticated sports fans and baseball fans like we are, is it appropriate to go all Orioles like we're a ten year old fanboy? Can we go all O's, all orange down the list? I don't know. When you go and vote, do you vote all Democrat, all, all R's, Republican, R, all, all liberal, <laughs> or uh, what is it, independent? As a baseball fan, I say no. Because, I mean, you could you could argue a case for Jonathan Scope for second base. Yes. He's not going to be the starting second baseman in the All-Star game, but he should be up there in the talks of the time. Oh, Jose Altuve is clearly a better second baseman. Sure, sure. But, but I'll, who I'll give him a vote and vote orange. But left field, Joey Rickard, I'm not voting for Joey Rickard. I'm right. going to choose a much superior starting outfielder for the Right, because you only choose three outfielders. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, if, if it's on the, on the uh, border, I'll vote for the Oriole. But if there's no reason he should even be in the conversation, I'm not voting orange. So the only one you're not voting for is Joey Rickard. And Adam Jones. Oh. <gasps> Adam oh, Jones does Josh. not deserve. If I'm voting Josh. right now, Adam Jones does not deserve an All Star. I guarantee not. he starts in the All Star game. Guarantee. Ah, uh, see, but if Popular, that case, popularity, that case, reputation, that's popularity, reputation. He's not going to. I don't right. think he's going to start in the All Star. It's game, the way it is, man. All right. Wouldn't it be cooler if they got rid of All Star voting altogether and they made a cutoff date of like June 30th? And whoever is leading at their positions on June 30th makes the All Star game. In their positions at what? What do you mean? Uh, war. <laughs> I would rather they do it. Le- le- whoever's leading an RBI. I, I would like, tell you, you know, 80, like eighty percent of baseball fans don't know what war is. Yeah. No, I know. Leading but with you RBI, make, but you including come up, me, I still don't know what. But it is. you come up with a, a with a math with math to say who's the best at that position, yeah. <laughs> and you do it by stat stats. I baseball is full is, of stats. Why not make the All Star game all about stats? They should. It should come down to woozle wuzzle. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> 
Ah, uh, now you're gonna make him play. Oh, something stupid like Bart would Josh, say. Josh is bucka bucka or wuzzle wuzzle, something like that. Let's sleep at the wheel, Bert. Wuzzle there, there it is. is. All right, one more ball bag question from uh, Twitter, and then I've got a one for you guys as well. All right, let's go. All right, Flacco to Flacco. Do you see it happening this week, this year, this week? No, this week this at year, uh, maybe this week at at uh, rookie camp, preseason camp, whatever this was. Flacco was thrown to his uh, tight end, Mike Flacco, that the Ravens just signed. You see him actually making the team? Is Flacco throwing yet? Is he is he moving well, around? That's true. I don't know if he was actually throwing, but he was at practice. Yeah, I don't know what what Joe's status right now is. I know, I mean, I know he can walk around, but I don't I don't know if he's. But well, you think his not, arm wasn't the issue. Right, his legs. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, sure he could throw from a wheelchair. Am I crazy? I mean, or Bowler could throw from his knees. Didn't the Orioles draft Mike Flacco? Yeah. So Mike Flacco I tried Had to be a quarterback, change. then switched to baseball. Try, he tried did, to be a third baseman. Okay. Didn't make it out of the minors, so he went to football, and now he's trying. Now he's got a tight end deal with the <laughs> Ravens, which has to be all right. Joe, we'll help your little brother out. It's the it's the Billy Wiskin <laughs> move. I I guess I mean you you need a whole bunch of bodies for for that anyway. So why not? Yeah, I mean, it, the training camp is full of a bunch of guys whose names you'll never know. The only reason you know this guy's name is because it says Flacco right. on the back of his practice jersey. Yeah. He ain't making the team. Right. And, and then we'll, cute. we'll spend all the preseason story. talking about who's going to be the last guy on the squad to play special teams, and you'll never hear his name again unless yeah. he's a special team player of the week. Right. Like on the, only, the only reason Matt's on 336 is because he's my brother. <laughs> it makes for a cute ball bag. I invented right, Section 336. I am the creator, the founder and creator of Section 336.com. All right, maybe it's Bert that got the phone call because he's a relative. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, if anyone's Bert, get out of here. All right, what's your last one? Finally, last week I watched a documentary called Fastball. Have either of you guys seen this? No. I saw Knuckleball. Yeah, Knuckleball was good. Fastball was, it was awesome. It was really good. I watched it with Mandy and she was way into it. And it all talks about the fastball and who has pitched the fastest fastball, how hard it is to find a good fastball pitcher. So for you guys, what is the best fastball you've seen? Who in your mind for watching baseball has thrown the best fastball? Um, Nol- don't, don't Nolan give me Ryan. A, don't give me an Oriole because an Oriole is not the answer. Armando Benitez. No, I would go um, Chapman. Um, Arod is Chapman now. He's the guy who, who hits 100 all the time. Right. Yeah. Back when I was a kid, and I don't I don't know the, the miles per hour, but I remember I would always love watching Randy Johnson throw his fastball. Yeah, he killed a bird. And, and, and you, <laughs> he right. killed a bird. He killed a bird, yes. <laughs> That's true. You, and you all mentioned some of the guys who, in the modern era of baseball, are the top guys. So And they did a lot of math because over the years, the fastball has been measured differently. Right. Like, like back in the day, before speed guns, they would have – the pitchers throw with a motor against a motorcycle <laughs> that was racing it, and they they put up these big paper sheets, and then with cameras they would clock when the motorcycle hits the paper and when the baseball hits the paper. I don't think it's a real thing, but okay, go ahead. <laughs> it's real. Apparently, it was in this movie you saw. It's real. <laughs> and then they used stuff from the Navy. Anyway, they did all the math. The fast, the fastest fastball is Nolan Ryan. Yes, so I was they credited right. <laughs> Nolan Ryan for the best fastball. Who I did not understand. He played forever. Oh, yeah. He started in like 1967. Yeah, and then he pitched through 1993. Yeah. He pitched forever, and his like last pitch of his career was like 98 miles an hour. I believe he was on the 69 Mets. Yes. You got that. I did. I know my baseball history. 
I so might be zany, but I go out there and check out the documentary Fastball. It's, it's up on, on iTunes. On iTunes? iTunes? It's on iTunes. All right. It was very good, even for someone like my wife who has little interest in baseball. And that's the ball bag. Okay. Let's get to the intern. By the way, Wake up. you're doing move recommendations. Over the weekend, I watched the movie The Intern with Anne Hathaway and that old guy, Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro. Yeah. Oh. Not a good movie. <laughs> Well, you should have went with like me and saw Civil War, Captain America. I saw that. Well, I didn't see it in theaters. That was at home. Sweet. I don't like anything with Anne Hathaway, by the way. And I, I actually, Correct. En- I actually enjoyed the intern. I, I kept on waiting for Meryl Streep to show up, but she was never there in the whole movie. What, do you think it was Devil Wears Prada or I something? thought it was like the sequel to it. <laughs> nah. I, I, thought, I, thought, I thought uh, De Niro was good in it. I enjoyed the old man. Yeah, a little late. I was waiting for her to cut her hair and sing I Dream a Dream of Days Gone By. <laughs> That's the only part I remember of that movie. Okay. Uh, intern, thoughts, corrections, fun facts, analyses. What you got for us today? Okay, so there are no TVs in the stalls at Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> <laughs> I know that for a fact. That's why we keep them around. I forgot all about that. And Adam Jones is 30, not 32 or 31. Oh, he's a young man still. Good. Yes. Strasburg's agent is indeed Scott Boris. Good call. Sweets. And the Mariners and the Orioles are actually tied for fourth in home runs in the MLB. The Mets lead with 49. Now we just got two tonight. Yes, so we moved into fourth definitely, whereas the Mariners moved into fifth. So there's going to be a lot of dongs when the Mariners come to Camden Yards. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Dong a lot of City. dongs. Uh, another correction. There are 54 African nations. 54? Oh. Wow. That's a lot of African and, nations. And zero in, Af- in Epcot. And uh, Morocco is actually an African nation. It's yes! located in the north. It's located in northeast Africa, right underneath Spain. Yeah, it's true. Those countries like Egypt often don't get associated yeah. with Africa, right. but they are. We think of sub-Saharan Africa, but they are Africa. I think about Wakanda to get the uh, Captain America Civil War reference there. No. I hear they have a lot that's of vibranium. Where, that's, that's yeah, where thank that's, you. That's, <laughs> that's where yeah. the Black Panther. Yeah, I, I, right. Wakanda. It's fictional, obviously. Obviously. <laughs> Obviously. I mean, I could name all 51 African nations if you wanted me to. If but we want to embarrass and, ourselves, right. let's try to the, see how many African how, na- how many nations we can name. fictional ones can you name? I think we've run out of time, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, I'll prepare that for next week. I'll prepare that for while Matt's in Africa so we have something to talk about to kill time when he's not here. You can follow us on Twitter. You can follow us on iTunes. You can't follow us on iTunes, but you can go to iTunes and you can subscribe subscribe on iTunes and write a review. You can also go to the YouTube, the YouTube and subscribe. We're at 99. We're trying to get to that triple digits. So go to the YouTube and subscribe, section 336, so you can watch us live. You can go to Facebook and like our Facebook page. Hey, that's it. Google Play, we're on there for your Android users. You can now subscribe to podcasts. You should definitely check out, we appear every week on Utah Street Report, yep. Baltimore's Orioles' best blog. Always we'll be good at Buffalo Wild Wings in Annapolis in two weeks. Did and we mention that? Did we mention that today? Just reminding people at the end of the show. Okay. You can hear all the updates on that and much more on our Twitter, at Section336Show. You can follow me, at section three three six. You can follow Bert at Bert Brody. You can follow Josh at Josh Soroka. And you can follow the intern at But I want to recommend it. Thanks for listening, boys and girls. And as always, go O's. Section 336.
336 is the affiliate of 24-7 Networks. Find Section 336 on utahstreetreport.com.